welcome, my friends, to another episode of Motivational Moments with Maria. I'm your host, high-performance, crazy coach Maria, and I'm thrilled and honored that you're listening in. Listen, you know what my goal with this podcast is to give you guys a boost, help you stay more focused, more energetic, disciplined, more inspired, and positive. Because what I want you to do is create more excitement, fulfillment, and joy in all areas of your life. And I want you to share that with others too. We have so much chaos in our daily lives. We need a reminder to appreciate more. And doing this podcast, oh my God, it helps me stay more energetic, passionate, and obsessed about my own personal development work so I can continue to provide value to you. So here is my question of the week. Do you know what mindfulness is? I mean, do you really know what mindfulness is? And you've heard the term bantered about more and more recently. It seems to be a hot topic, but what exactly is mindfulness? Now, positive psychologists define mindfulness as the awareness that emerges through paying attention on purpose, paying attention to the present moment and non-judgmentally to the experience moment by moment. In other words, mindfulness involves directing attention to whatever you are experiencing right this moment and not making any judgments of your experience. Now, mindfulness is simply the practice of filling our minds with the present moment by moment. When we are mindful, we are more present. When we are more fully present, we listen rather than just hear. We perceive rather than just see. It affects everything we do, and it impacts every interaction we have with others. What I'd like to do today is focus on the core components of mindfulness. And I'm going to explain these concepts one by one. But let's just talk about the five components. The first component is always attention because because mindfulness is all about cultivating attention. The second component is open awareness. The third component is acceptance. Mindfulness is about allowing the experience to be present. The fourth component is about identification. And finally, the fifth component is about choice. So let's break them down one by one. And let's start, of course, with the first one, attention. In mindfulness, attention is paid to what occurs at this moment. And it doesn't matter whether this is an internal feeling, like an emotion or a thought, or something external, like a conversation that you're having with somebody at this moment. In any case, in mindfulness, you pay attention to what happens at this moment. It's about awareness of thoughts, physical sensations, emotions, feelings, whatever there is. But you're in contact with whatever is happening right here, right now. The second component of mindfulness is what we call open awareness. Now, open awareness means that rather than being judgmental and judging everything within ourselves and outside ourselves, mindfulness aims to cultivate a mindset that aims to increase awareness of judgment by looking at things in a fresh and new way, rather than in a way that has been 
completely influenced by all kinds of old beliefs, old viewpoints that we may have and that we're still holding on to. So what our mind does, it automatically judges everyone and everything around us. Oh, we don't like his shoes. We don't like her shoes. We don't like the weather. This went wrong. This went well. I'm not good. He's not good. This is good. What we're doing is constantly looking at reality through a lens of judgment. In mindfulness, we become aware of our automatic tendency to judge things and to judge ourselves. Judging is a way of labeling things. We put labels on something all the time. We put a label on something good or not good, ugly, beautiful. Now, in and of itself, there is nothing wrong with judgments. But when we are aware of the fact that a judgment is really just by definition subjective, this can create problems because we might, we might confuse reality with the judgment that we have about reality. So mindfulness, again, is about becoming aware of this process. Mindfulness helps you let go of labels and judgments and connect to reality in a more open and non-judgmental way. And I know this is hard but think about it. Don't you judge people all the time. Don't you judge things all the time. You're probably judging me right now. So let's move on. And it gets a little more complicated because the third component of mindfulness is what we call acceptance. Now, acceptance has everything to do with accepting our current experience. In mindfulness, rather than fighting experiences or trying to change our experiences, one simply allows oneself to experience, again, what is happening right here, right now. If I feel sad or I feel angry in mindfulness, one cultivates an accepting stance towards these emotions, which means that I allow myself to feel these emotions rather than pushing them away or to manipulate them or to change them. Mindfulness allows you to feel the emotion. You could say that changing emotions and not wanting them to be present can be a form of conflict. It could be a struggle. We don't want the reality to be as it is. In contrast, mindfulness is really about accepting. It's just about accepting the reality, accepting what is happening again, right here, right now, in terms of experiences. Now, what is important to note is that acceptance has nothing to do with accepting just everything that happens. When somebody wrongfully accuses you, mindfulness doesn't tell you to accept this accusation, but it's about accepting the fear or the anger that emerges as a result of this accusation. Now, I know this is a little deep, but we're going on to the fourth component of mindfulness, which is no identification. When we consider the idea of acceptance, you may say, well, if I accept my anger when somebody offends me, I may hit him or react upon my anger. 
in mindfulness, it's all about becoming aware that there is a difference between what you're feeling and thinking and you. The one who observes the thought or the feeling. You are not an emotion. You're not a feeling. You're not a thought that emerges. And I think this will become clear in this example. I experience sadness versus I am sad. Again, I experience sadness versus I am sad. When you state I experience sadness, there's like an observer in there. I experience some kind of sadness. There is an observer, someone who notices that state of sadness. There is some kind of detachment. In contrast, I am sad. I am sad means there is no difference between me and the sadness anymore. They are fused in nature. We are fused. And I think we all know what happens when we get identified with emotions or thoughts. When we get identified with emotion, it means this emotion takes over our behavior. If I get identified with anger, geez, watch out. I may hit somebody or I may start shouting. Ooh, I might even start cussing. Ooh, I may even start crying. And afterward, I may say, hmm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean what I said. I was angry. My anger took over. And this is what we mean with identification. And the same applies to thoughts. When we identify with thoughts, it means that we take our thoughts very seriously. It means that we believe everything we think and that our thoughts become some kind of objective truth. However, when you practice mindfulness, you learn that not everything is true. And personally, this was a big revelation for me. As silly as it may sound, once we start to learn and observe our thoughts, we see, we start to see that thoughts are just thoughts that can be compared to, you know, those beautiful white clouds passing by. There's nothing that you have to do about them. It's just thoughts are a product of your mind. They come and they go. And so when we let go of the identification that we carry with our thoughts, their effect on behavior becomes significant. So really, mindfulness is about detaching or no identification, which gives you more room to see that emotions and thoughts come and go. You will not feel sad forever. You will feel sad but this fades away naturally. It may come back after a while, but it also it will also fade away. So you will not stay angry forever. And of course, the same applies to thoughts. What is true in the evening of life is not necessarily true in the evening of life or vice versa. So we have thousands and thousands of thoughts. And what seemed so true once may appear completely false later. Thoughts come and go. They change. And what I'm trying to say to you is there's no need to attach to them. Don't attach to those thoughts. Now, I know I'm getting deep because mindfulness is deep. I teach a whole full course on mindfulness that incorporates exercises and meditations. But I'm just trying to give you like a quick summary. But if you're interested in the course, hey, reach out. I just can't get it all out on one podcast. So on to the next component in mindfulness. Okay. 
All right. We, we, we said no identification. When we consider the idea of acceptance, you may say, well, if I accept my anger when somebody offends me, I probably will hit him or react. Still, in mindfulness, it's all about becoming aware that there is a difference between you, what you're feeling and thinking, and you, the one who observes the thought or feeling. You are not an emotion. You are not a feeling. You are not a thought. Okay? Again, you're not an emotion. You're not an emotion. Now, the last component could be referred to as choice. The last component in mindfulness is choice. When we focus on allowing ourselves to experience emotions, accept them and observe them, what is happening is we allow ourselves to gain distance from them without letting them take over. This means that what happens is that very, very soon we experience a room between what we have always done, our regular behavior, our automatic patterns, our impulses, and our reaction. Now let's consider the previous example again. When I experience emotion and I get fully identified with this emotion, I may start shouting. Again, we're talking about that angry thing. In other words, don't piss me off. When we take a step back, we start noticing, oh my gosh, my body is getting really tense now. I feel pressure on my chest. I'm starting to have these aggressive thoughts. This mindful awareness creates a pause between what is happening at this moment and my impulse to do something or hit somebody because of the anger. And what I will eventually do, hitting somebody or not, or yelling at somebody or not, becomes the result of a very conscious choice, a conscious choice. So mindfulness creates room between what is experienced and your reaction that follows from this experience. You could say that mindfulness creates choice, and this choice is freedom. This is the big difference between conscious and automatic behavior. Our impulses guide automatic behavior, and conscious behavior is mindful behavior guided by awareness. Now, truth time. I struggled with mindfulness for a long time. I struggled with meditation and it took months of practice, mindful practice, to get this crazy brain of mine to be mindful of the activity I was doing, how I was reacting. Now, you all know I suffer from squirrel brain and shiny object syndrome. So if I can train myself to practice mindfulness, I believe you can too, my friends. And let's discuss the positive effects of practicing mindfulness. And here's what the research shows. You know, I don't make this stuff up. You know that. So re research has consistently shown that mindfulness is an important predictor of well-being. So, for example, the trait of mindfulness has been associated with higher levels of life satisfaction, more positive effect, less negative effect, greater life satisfaction, and a sense of autonomy and competence. Higher levels of mindfulness have also been found to be associated with various positive psychological outcomes, such as lower levels of neuroticism, depression, 
and anxiety, as well as higher levels of self-esteem. So practice mindfulness, my friends. This week, I know I said it was a little deep, but there, this is a deep subject and it takes us a while to embrace these thoughts. This week, I'm going to challenge you to practice mindfulness in all your interactions. Be mindful and focus on one thing. Focus on one thing that you could be really mindful of. So that's it for this week, my friends. I hope you received some value. And I would love it if you would share my podcast with your friends and family. We all need encouraging every day. We all need some personal development every day. And I'm here to, to support you. And if you're interested, okay, I'm having a hard time talking now. I better be more mindful of what I'm about to say. If you're interested in my high-performance group coaching or you would like to schedule a free one-on-one coaching assessment, just go to my website, coachingwithmaria.com, and schedule a confidential appointment. How great would it be if you had someone cheering you on and encouraging you every day? And if you have any crazy comments or suggestions, message me on Facebook, Coaching with Maria. Until next time, My friends, I want you to stay focused, stay positive, continue to find new ways of having fun. And no matter what you choose to be, do, or have, do it better.